And welcome back on Radio Arma. Thanks for listening. Every month uh, you are listening to a new episode about what is happening in uh, the Armaverse. Uh, with me, as usual, please welcome Cyrus. Hi, Cyrus. How are you? Hey, Flash. How you doing? It's been a good uh, good long while, I think. Yeah, a few, few uh, what is it, a month and a half, two months, until, uh, be, I mean, and. Uh, since the last episode, I think about something that, like I that. Think, yeah, yeah, I've been a bit lazy. If you're if you're looking to um, hear about our previous episodes, you can uh, obviously find us on radioarma.com or on social media uh, like Twitter. Um, is it uh, Radio Arma? Um, just as it is at Radio Arma, I think. Um, don't really use it apart from posting the um, the episodes and and retweeting what the uh, the official Arma Three tweeter is is posting. Uh, but yeah, you can find our, our episodes on that on these channels. Uh, we are available on all your favorite podcast platforms. I mean, Google Podcast, uh, Spotify, the SoundCloud, as uh, of course, because that's our main platform. But you can find us anywhere. Um, with us today, a very special guest. He's the project lead of a major mod that you know. Uh, you all know these mods, uh, these futuristic mods that you can find on the workshop and that the Armaverse has been producing for so long. Uh, today we'll be, we're going to be talking about OPTRE, Operation Trebuchet, the Halo mod. Welcome, Scorch. How are you, man? Hi, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. So you are the project lead of the, of, of the modding team. Is that it? Correct. All right, cool. So welcome to the show. We're very, very happy to have you, obviously. Um, just we're going to start on on the basis, you know, because people like me that have no culture at all, haven't played <laughs> uh, the game, haven't played Halo, and they're, they're asking, what? Operation Trebuchet? Is that another Milsim unit? No, that's actually something from the base game. Can you Tell us a little bit about the base game and where does Operation Trebuchet come from? Sure. Um, so Operation Trebuchet, obviously, like you said, it's a Halo mod. Um, one of the big aspects of it that's less true now, but uh, was at its original inception, was that it was meant to be, um, you know, if you played the games at all, you know, it's about the humans fighting the aliens, the Covenant. Uh, the mod was originally meant to be focused more on the human versus human conflict that takes place in the, the greater lore of the Halo oh, universe, yeah. I guess you could say. Um, so that was the original focus, uh, obviously. And now we have uh, side mods that include Covenant and things like that. So that that's kind of changed over the years, but we still try to try to give give equal love to all factions where we can. We don't quite hit the mark there, but, you know. Cool. So, so Operation Trebuchet itself was like human versus human contact in in the Halo verse. I'm not familiar particularly. Exactly. With it, what's what's, yeah. what's it all about? Uh, well, the the long and short of it is basically um, an intergalactic uh, rebellion starts, so to speak, because 
the Earth government is oppressing the outer colonies. That's kind of the basis for that conflict. And originally, we wanted to try to um, create a campaign for that. And we're still working on that. Okay. Okay, cool. so wow. that's that's what you can find in the mod currently. Is that it? Correct. So what? So back to my original question: Where where does um what was Operation Tribute in the original game? I mean, the Microsoft game. Um, where do, where does it come from, and what what's the story behind it? So it's actually not something that's featured in any of the games. Um, that was one of our big motivations for working on it, was it's something that's only really mentioned in books and external media. So we figured we would be one of the relatively... I don't think we're the first mod or anything like that ever to touch on it, but we're, I, I definitely think we're one of the bigger ones, along with okay. uh, mods like Sins of the Prophets for... That's nice. Okay, so um, how? So back to your your team uh, because the, it's it's all about a mod, obviously. Uh, how big is your modding team? Um, how many people do you have, and how do you organize them? Um, so it's it's relatively flexible. Uh, we have a pretty a relatively open team. Uh, one of our big principles is if you can make something contribute, then you can be a part of the team. So. Technically, we have a pretty large dev team, probably in the 50s or 60s. As far as active devs currently, though, it's probably closer to around a dozen or so. Maybe maybe more like two dozen. Um, but, you know, people will come back, uh, see what other people are working on, get inspired, come back and work on something themselves, you know. So it's kind of a revolving door in that respect. <laughs> that seems to be a, a continuing thing I hear from, from modding teams. So it's, yeah, it's sort of one, kind of one person comes in, one person goes, yeah. Life and stuff. <laughs> well, I suppose that's true, yeah, especially when it's uh, just doing it out of the, the goodness of your own heart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, inspiration is always the question. I mean, if if you're creating something, it just goes as far as you've got time or motivation and if if you don't have the motivation, you're probably going to create something shit or never actually release it. So yeah, getting inspired by the other people of the team. How how does that work? I mean, do you share on a specific platform and then people just uh, know? I mean, modders in your team know what is currently in development. Yeah. So um, our main and probably most active means of communication both with the community and with each other is going to be through discord and so pretty much anytime any developer is working on something that's remotely interesting to them they'll share it in those development channels and maybe even share it publicly and you know anytime another developer sees that it's it's either hey i want to make something just as cool as that or hey that's really cool i want to help make that better so those things really help to i think inspire the other developers to want to work on the project more we saw in, in your modding team, we saw that there were some entry managers. What is an entry manager? So the way that we uh, handle onboarding for the development team, like I said, we're pretty open. Um, basically, the way we handle things is we'll bring people on and make them what we call entry devs. And it's pretty much exactly the same as developer and all but name and a little bit of access. And basically the entry manager, their responsibility is to help people on board and help that process go relatively smoothly and help people help establish expectations with people of what, what we expect and what we need them to achieve to be a part of the team, basically. 
Ah, okay. So you've you've sort of got like like how Milsim guys have like recruits into their their teams. Then basically they're they're on probation to start with. Right. Um, I think one of the big focuses for the team as a whole, at least to me personally as the project lead, is um, trying to help people build their skills. We've we've had a lot of people who come on and do work and put it on their portfolio and stuff, and that potentially even can lead to careers. So one of the big things I always try to encourage is sharing and sharing knowledge and helping people learn. And we've had a lot of people who through entry who have made a lot of really impressive progress thanks to that. That's oh, cool. Okay. Having cool. having their the, your internal uh, progression. Um, how do you call that a path yeah progression path yeah that's nice. basically yeah uh, so so circling back to you um what is your your specific role what is your background as well um were you an armor player to start with or uh did you just throw yourself into modding were you actually a, a developer in real life and come to armor 3 because of de development or or 3d modeling uh what's, what's your background um so i'll answer the role question first just to get that out of the way um so as a as a project lead, I'm I'm kind of a figurehead, but to be to be completely honest with you, a lot of the hard work, a lot of the you know the important work is done by most of the other members of the team at this point. Um, I try to handle more of the administrative stuff, try and keep everybody somewhat on track, and try and keep everybody working together and somewhat organized. Um, with modding, that's always difficult because everybody's working on different schedules, different timelines, you know, stuff like that. But I try to push it all together into a cohesive piece as best I can. Um, but definitely a lot of the hard work is done by some of the other developers at the moment. I haven't had quite as much time to dedicate as I'd like. Um, as far as my background goes, I actually really had virtually no development background whatsoever to start. I, I think I started working on the mod uh, when I was 16, I think. It's been about eight, eight or nine years now. I think just eight. Uh, but... But, um, yeah, I didn't really have any development experience. I had programming experience, so I, I was familiar with programming, like C++ and whatnot, uh, but I didn't really have any experience uh, okay. making much of anything. So this was one of my first forays into that, and it was definitely a learning experience in a lot of ways and still is to this day. Yeah, okay, radio. So, like, you're, you're obviously in charge. What sorts of work do the rest of your modders do? Like, is it just modeling and texturing, or do you guys do any other uh, bits and pieces with the mod? So we have, as with all mod teams, we have different people who are more skilled at different things. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of people we do have doing artist work, so modeling and texturing, like you said. Um, but more and more, we've been trying to bring on people who are more familiar with Arma as a whole, like its engine and whatnot, to do configuration stuff. Um, we've had a lot of config and SQL exactly, scripting, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. We've had mm -hmm. a lot of people come on, like like you, like we were discussing prior to the the beginning. Uh, Akaviri, we had him come on and help us with the Mjolnir shield scripting stuff. Um, Thomas, for example, is doing a lot of configuration stuff. He has been, uh, to be honest, he's kind of carrying the mod right now. <laughs> and I want to I want to <laughs> say that in a public space just to acknowledge him because he's been doing a ton of work. But everybody has really. Everybody's been you know, putting their all into it. And it's really great to see. That's cool. So we talked about the Mjolnir 
suits. I had a question about that because uh, we've seen that, uh, as you said, it was brought by one of your devs uh, that uh, then joined the team, but it was created by 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 what was his nickname? Again? His, his name's Akaviri. Akaviri thirteen. Akaviri. So shout out to Akaviri uh, uh, for creating these these scripted interfaces that you can use, and and the abilities also that the Spartan have. Uh, you can you can jump uh, higher. Uh, you can you can you have you can jump full well. stop. <laughs> you can you can jump full stop yeah you've got shields which is actually a very cool thing because there there's also the uh you know the sounds with bullets ricocheting against the shield and that kind of thing it's 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 repowering itself when it's damaged when it's damaged oh. um so so it, it's really massive work you're gonna have to forgive me. I actually didn't know what the Mjolnir suits were. I was hoping you'd explain it to me, but I've just realized. So, is that like what the main character in like the Halo games wears? Exactly. Is it, yeah. A Mjolnir suit. Yeah. So you have oh. the recharging shields and all that good stuff from the game. So basically, you and can run around. It's basically awesome. the Spartan. I mean, suit. That's what it is, basically. Yep. Right. Oh, that's really cool. So you, you've got all of that working, like with all the the authentic sounding, like recharge yep. sounds and all that. Yeah, and there's even the sparks or something like that. The, yeah, the, so wait, when you take a bullet, it it, it does sparks. Right, um, there's a little sparkle effect. When it hit, yeah, when it when it hits the shield and everything, so it's pretty fancy. So my question was um, that that mod was brought by someone else. Um, we we know that all the modding teams out there, um, except probably one or two but most of the teams what they do is they they spot someone creating something cool and then they end up onboarding him um is that what happened with akaveri and and how then did you implement the the suits i mean all those scripts into the base mod uh, can can the players find it elsewhere than in that separate mod that you can still find on the workshop yeah, so um, we we actually ended up, if I recall correctly, Akaviri actually reached out to me. Uh, he was proactive in reaching out directly to us uh, to suggest including it. And so naturally, of course, we were like, absolutely, <laughs> that's good work. So we definitely <laughs> want to get it in there. Um, so yeah, as far as the the, lo the availability of it, yeah, it's been folded into Optray First Contact. That's the, the expansion mod, I guess you could call it, that includes the Covenant assets and a few later era human assets. So that shielding script is included in that. You actually don't need the separate mod. So th that's cool um, because I was I was planning on doing some dev on 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 my side with a game mode, and I was like including these mods and I couldn't find it in the base game. So now I know I I just have to to include first contact and not that that independent um, uh, mode um, with the Mjolnir suits or whatever. Right. That's cool. Um, uh, talking about first contact, his his um, what is first contact? Can you can you tell us a, bit, a little bit about more? Sorry about what is in there, and what it includes as features or or assets. Sure. Um, so to basically sum it up really briefly, uh, when we initially started the project and looked to do first contact, we split it up as uh, basically the idea was we know there are a lot of players in Arma who 
prefer the human v human conflicts that are a little more grounded. So our idea was to split the covenant work that we were doing into its own separate mod so that players who maybe weren't really interested in that didn't have to have that with the rest of the content that's in Optray, especially considering that we've found a lot of people use our assets for things that aren't necessarily Halo. So it's helpful to ah. lighten that load on players, we thought. As far as what That's fair and reasonable, yeah. Yeah, we, we figured it'd be nice to give people that little bit of modularity. As far as what's actually in First Contact, uh, as I said, it's mainly our work on the Covenant aspect of the Halo universe. So basically, it's kind of it's it's also kind of our testing bed for that sort of stuff to try and figure out because, as I'm sure you guys know, Arma doesn't really like to be pushed to its limits. Uh, it kind of fights it back when you do that. So yeah, not too much. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's been some really smart and talented people though who have kind of broken new ground, and we're excited to work with those people where we can and try and do what we can to to bring the covenant to life as much as possible. So. Question about um, about the, the the modals actually the three D modals um, were these modals created from scratch or 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 not because the the covenant um, um, for listeners um, especially people that would not have uh, experienced the the covenants in Arma three uh, they're they're really well done uh, they are actually very exotic because they they really look like aliens like the aliens in in Halo uh, so so I'm wondering would they completely create it from scratch because that would be impressive work work. Yeah. Um, first of all, thank you. I appreciate the compliments. But um, yeah, they, they definitely are all original. That's one thing that we take extremely seriously, um, especially working with an established IP from a very large company mm. being Microsoft. Uh, they have very generous terms that we can abide by, but still we definitely don't want to risk any bad blood. Because that would end us pretty quick. But um, yeah, we're we're very almost. I'm sure they have very good lawyers too. Oh yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> they do. Um, but that was one thing from from day one. We were adamant about was no nothing that wasn't completely original and either donated to us directly by an artist or created by a member of the team. So yeah, everything you see in both of the mods is completely original, 100% made from scratch by one of the members of the team, a former member, or a community member. That's even more impressive. Um, the quality of the suits, especially, uh, that you can find in mod, um, speaking to the listeners now, is is really incredible. Um, not only the Spartan uh, ones, uh, I'm really talking about all the modals, uh, all the suits, all the the... the the headwear and and everything um is really impressive and very good quality um textures are textures um and you can find various textures um in in every mod uh in, especially in this one where you've got so many different uh, uh, textures but i'm not talking about textures i'm talking about the modals the 3d modals they're really incredible and especially back through the covenants uh they are um that brings me to to the microsoft uh, ip and, and the license you're you're running on um how how does all of that work how did you how did you i mean you probably did a lot of research before starting it all uh because there is that big topic in the arm of us in the modding verse especially because we keep seeing people re 
rip things, rip content out of other games and porting them to to Arma. And that is just uh, very not nice, let's say, to stay polite. Um, so, so how did that work for you guys? Yeah, um, I, I want to say that we did a lot of diligent research and made sure everything was on the up and up before we started, but um, that, that would kind of be a lie. We basically just said, hey, Halo and Armour would be cool and got Kraken, and then somewhere along the way we're like, hey, we should maybe make sure we don't get sued into oblivion for making this. Um, we found that we were, probably wouldn't. Microsoft has a pretty generous um, EULA for all of their games as a whole, uh, their properties. They, they outline very specific roles and are very open and accommodating to fan games and mods and whatnot. Um, that's not to say that they've never come after any. Uh, if anyone who's really familiar with Halo mods knows, they have taken down a couple in the past. But uh, we've, we've been on the up and up. We've directly spoken with um, employees of 343 and things like that. So we've been given the impression that we're on the straight and narrow. We don't have anything to worry about. That's that's reassuring because we we enjoy the mod. Um, back so back to the mod and to your goal, um, Cyrus. I think we had a question before that. I would just want to add that the your your studio. What can you talk a little bit about the name of your modding studio because it has a very specific name, and I would like you to come in you know a little bit a little bit a promotion to to yourselves and talk about uh a bit about the the name that you gave yourselves your modding team sure so um basically for those who aren't aware our team is called article 2 studios it was actually founded by the original lead developer who's kind of taken more of a backseat role uh the dog and he is um basically he was the one who who headed up the idea of let's make an actual proper studio and try and work on other projects. Um, some people might be familiar with, I don't know if you guys are big squad players, but another we've actually started to help another mod uh, for squad that's another Halo mod, and we've tried to help them <clears throat> and try and cooperate with them and collaborate to, you know, just try to help other people since we have all these assets and all this knowledge try to share it basically and try to try to spread it around the community as much as we can. Um, that's one of the biggest things we've tried to do with the studio as it were, was try to just bring more people on and work on more projects to expand on what we've already done, the work we've already gained. As far as the name of the studio, um, I know it has to do with the military to be, but to be honest with you, I don't know what exactly it is. Um, can, can we find that information somewhere on yeah, so the website it, or if, something? If I recall correctly, and this it's been a minute, but if I recall correctly, it's basically based around the, the um, Article 2 clause of, I want to say, the Military Code of Conduct. Uh, eh, basically just kind of like a, a cheeky sort of semi-play on words. All right, that's fine. That's fine. We'll find the information somewhere, and we'll put the links in the description, anyways. So if uh, if people are interested, they can they can find that information on your official channels, uh, without a doubt. Um, back to you, Cyrus. Um, the goals of the month. Yeah, and the yeah. End goals. So I'm I'm curious, like. So you guys have added a lot of stuff into the the mod already that's existing in the game. I'm kind of wondering, like. But do you guys have like a, a finished state that you're working towards? Like what, what kind of things still need to be added before you you consider this project sort of like, you know, finished? Basically? So 
we um we don't really have any kind of designated end goal uh, like i said when we first started we kind of went off half cocked just kind of went straight into it and we're <laughs> like hey i have a halo model let's put it in the game and we just kind of have compounded from there into this massive mod that's ballooned out of control uh, but <laughs> but it's a good thing because it means we've gotten a lot of people on who all want to make their own things. Um, we don't really have a defined plan for an end goal, mainly because a lot of it comes down to what is, you know, what is X developer motivated to work on? And if they are motivated to work on it and it fits, can we, can we think of a good reason to tell them, no, it can't go in the mod? And usually the answer is no, not really. Um, it's definitely sort of a, a creep element to it. But with it being a mod, <laughs> I feel like it's a little less of an issue, um, especially because mm -hmm. we're just trying to build up every developer's skills and get people more experience. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that's good to hear. So do you guys, like, consider the side mods, like, part of your main kind of project? So, like, are they, like, official, like the, the, the side mods, including the Covenant and stuff? So they're not, I wouldn't call them official. Um, we are very lucky to have a super active community of people who make a lot of different side mods and whatnot. Um, I wouldn't really call any of them besides First Contact official per se, but they're definitely a, a select few that I think have all but, have become official in all but name. Uh, ones that you'll see in probably pretty much any mod list for a server you join. Uh, things like OpCan, um, uh Optray Arsenal Expanded, I want to say, is the name of it. Uh, is a mod that adds a bunch of ammo types and stuff like that. You know, things that are really appealing, especially to like mm. milsim groups that like a little bit more complex gameplay. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't call any of them official necessarily, but definitely a lot of them are really high quality, and we're really lucky to have such an, a dedicated community of people who want to improve and expand upon the mod. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. So it's it's it's. Yeah, it's, it sounds a lot more like a community than like a specifically driven project to me. Definitely, is that, is yeah. that probably accurate? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. That's cool. That's, like that's fun to hear as well because um, a mod team usually, uh, and we're talking about the experience shared by so many mod teams that we've 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 talked to, um, is always powered by. As we said later on, it was the the motivation of of people. Um, and if you have that community backing you up and providing you either with ideas or with uh, genius people just building shit, um, it's always very very nice. And 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 it's always less a challenge to um, to to develop the lifespan of your mod because it could also die very very fast. Absolutely, <laughs> no, definitely. Doubt. That's uh, that's one thing that I've always been happy to know is if if tomorrow, for whatever reason, every single developer dropped like a fly and nobody was there to make the main mod, you would definitely still at least have people making side mods to make sure everything still works <laughs> well into the future of Arma Three. <laughs> um, thankfully, we aren't in that situation, but you know, we definitely have people who are dedicated, so it's always nice to see, and it's flattering, especially for a project that is started relatively humble yeah definitely i can totally understand that um so let's say someone out there wanted to to join in on on the the dev work you're doing right now is there any way that they can like get in touch with you guys to join up sure so the the best way would probably be to connect straight to our uh discord the article 2 studios discord which i'll 
be sure to provide a link to you guys so you can share that. Um, mm -hmm. And just reach out directly to myself or uh, another member named Lux, who is our current entry manager. You can reach out to either one of us and we can help you start the onboarding process. One of the things I will tell people who are prospective people looking to join on, um, we do prefer that artists can make a full model and texture. Like that's usually our, our barrier to entry. Someone making a uh, asset from start to finish. Or a full function if you're uh, uh, SQF script. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's cool. So Discord, we'll put the links in the description, obviously. And do you guys have uh, any other platform we can we can link? Um. Yeah. So we have we have a few different platforms. We have a Twitter, a ModDB page. We actually have our own subreddit, but it isn't super active lately. But Discord is definitely where we're the most active, the most easy to get a hold of. I can say there are a lot of people in there. So if you want to connect to a community, to multiple communities, because uh, obviously uh, a lot of communities out there using the mod are connected to that Discord. So it's a wonderful place to meet people. Uh, we'll put all the links in the description again. Um, back to, to you specifically. Scorch, uh, we have a few questions about your experience with your own mod. And I would like to start with, because there are so many and a few are absolutely bliss. They are amazing. Is which is your best single player mission that has been used with your mod? I mean, yeah, th there are completely amazing ones like custom made or recreations of the actual uh, campaigns from the base game. So yeah, what's your favorite? So I'm, I'm obviously a little, a little biased, but I have to shout out uh, Code Bandersnatch. It's actually a campaign, a full length campaign made by one of the current developers of the mod named uh, Nido Wizard. And that's, it's really good. Uh, it's a great time to play through. Uh, but I would say if I had to pick my absolute favorite, uh, it would probably be Tether. Uh, it's, it's a short single-player scenario made by Flurry. Um, I'll be honest, I haven't played a lot of the scenarios just because I've, you know, been busy working <laughs> on them on. But that was one I got to play and I was really impressed by. Um, it has a really nice high production value and it's just overall a really cool mission that's relatively short and you can just get in and play and have fun with so definitely recommend checking that one out nice thank you we'll put the links to these um to these scenarios in in the description as well so that you guys can play them if you have not yet um that would be that, that will be cool for you guys to to experience um vehicles weapons what are your favorite models and and piece uh pieces of of uh technology from your mod so as far as vehicles i would probably have to say my favorite vehicle in all of the operation trebuchet mod by far 
is the maintenance tow cart. <laughs> that probably sounds really weird to say. We definitely have really? a lot of we have a lot of amazing that models. Thing? That thing is amazing. <laughs> I love that thing so much. Every time I drive in that thing, I have fun. I guaranteed. You, you, you just grab somebody, put them in the front seat with a machine gun, and you just go to town. <laughs> it's it's just too much fun. okay. Is that the kind of gameplay that you do? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't take Arma too seriously. I, I I've I've done it a lot in the past. Played Milsim and whatnot, and I've kind of learned to just just roll with the punches and have fun in the game, goofing off. That's nice. That's nice. So moving on to armor, um, let's let's move on to the bigger picture here. Um, armor has moved a lot. I mean, from when you started the the mod to now, there has been so many changes to to armor three specifically. Um, do you enjoy armor as much as when you first started? I mean, is your experience as as good as it was? Uh, or has it changed in good or in bad? Um, I, I'm hesitant to say that it's gotten worse, but I would definitely say it's not the same. Um, I, I think everybody would agree with that. I think like all video mm. games, um, the, the specialness of it has definitely kind of waned. But I think the, the best way to get around that is to just try new experiences. Um, the, the group I play Arma with the most right now, um, they are a pretty diverse group. They... They don't have a rigid mod list. We typically will play a different kind of universe, so to speak, every week. And that really helps to keep it fresh and keep it interesting, especially after having played the game since 2013. Uh, I feel like you kind of need that variety to keep it going. But overall, I definitely still enjoy the game, and I'm still always excited to play it. Nice. Cyrus, go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't really have anything to say in regards to that. That's pretty much, I think that's probably a universal kind of thing, to yeah, be honest. Definitely. Like at this stage, like, yeah, that, uh, you, you really like struck a chord there with like the specialness kind of comment. I agree. Um, what, what is your favorite thing about armor, I guess, then, in that regard? What, so, what, what's sort of stayed constant? Uh, <laughs> I'm admittedly biased, but my favorite thing, and I think a lot of people's favorite thing about Arma is going to be the accessibility to user-created content. I think it's mm. it's no big secret in the gaming world that if your game has user-created content or the ability to easily create user-created content, it, it has a virtually unlimited lifespan, and Arma is a firm, firm symbol of that because, you know, we're all still playing and talking about it. What eight, nine years after it's come out. I don't think that would be happening if it didn't have user-generated <laughs> content, for sure. Yeah, that's definitely true. So what's your least favorite, then? My least favorite thing, also probably a pretty generic answer, um, definitely desync. I've seen a lot of really ambitious and great ideas and missions be totally kneecapped by desync, some of my own included. And it's just... It's it's a problem that I understand due to the complexity of the game, but it's also still something I would like to see improved. Definitely, um, it's really sad whenever you you know mm. you spend twelve hours on a mission just to find that there's <laughs> there's so many objects that desyncs the server or whatever you know. My 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 favorite one that I recently had was that I tested a mission like twenty times, and I, I literally ran it a few hours before we had this interview, and I had this module set up to have a drone drop missiles. And it was all perfect and working fine. And then I ran it with multiplayer with multiple people. And for some reason that I still cannot work out, it swapped that drone 
for an A10, <laughs> despite the fact that we weren't that faction. Yep. I have no idea why it did it. Sounds about right. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's development for armor, all right. <laughs> Talking about development for for armor, what would you like to see coming in a future title of the armor series, um, either in mods or, I mean, official features, that kind of thing? So. Um... I'll speak about Arma 3, because as far as I'm concerned, Arma 4 doesn't exist until we're told otherwise. So I, I don't see much point in making a wish list for it. But for Arma 3, um, I definitely am interested to see what the last community DLC is going to be. Because uh, if I'm not mistaken, they said they were going to make four, correct? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, so, so we've got one more coming out. I'm interested to see what that is. Uh, as far as wants for like what I want it to be... Um, Again, I'm obviously biased, but I think it would be cool to see a sci-fi uh, community DLC. I think it's a, a kind of untapped area of potential. And I, I just like to see original sci-fi stuff. Um, you know, things like that are always really nice. One one mod that's kind of already done that, and this is kind of a shameless plug for another mod. Um, there's a mod called Scion Conflict that has completely original sci-fi content. Oh. And I always Oh, re- yes. Yeah, it's a really cool mod. That's I, a very good sci-fi one. Yeah, yeah I always I respect... I've not even heard of it. I always respect people who are able to be creative and come up with their own, you know, complete universes and whatnot, because it's a lot. It's It's a lot of work involved in that, so... Yeah, yeah, okay, I'm having a look now. That is looking pretty cool. I'm going to click subscribe on that one. Talking about um, uh, sci-fi content, how did you did you appreciate the, um, the First Contact uh, DLC? Did you play it, and what did you think of it? Yeah, I thought the Contact DLC was interesting, to say the least. I was, I was a little disappointed in how they chose to handle it um, with, with regards to kind of sequestering all of the actual alien content to a, a separate pack you could only play single player. At, at least to my knowledge, you can only play single player. That may be false. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, but yeah, I, I thought that was a little disappointing because that was probably one of the biggest things that excited me about the DLC was being able to use that content in my own missions to <laughs> mess with players and use all, make all kinds of alien-based scenarios and stuff. And finding that out was a little disappointing. But the campaign is definitely really good. I think it's probably one of the best campaigns Bohemia has made thus far. Yep, that's for Definitely you, Scott. <laughs> that's a shout out to you, Scott. <laughs> that that campaign you wrote, man. That's Did for you. That, take take that directly from one of the community members, man. It, your campaign was great. I agree with that. Um, so let's finish and and close this whole amazing interview with the one most. I mean, the question that we ask all our uh all our uh, guests is what is your armagasm moment i mean did you did you, do you have and did you have that experience of tremendous laughter tremendous um it, you know goosebumps what was that moment for you so the beautiful thing about arma is I can honestly say I think I have a mom- at least one moment like that uh, about every week when I play. Um, I- I'm at the stage now where I only really play armor like once or twice a week, and I feel like that definitely is also it helps it feel a little more special, helps it feel a little a little bit more I guess impactful. But uh, if I had to point to my first one, I would say it's probably 
a good ways back um i'm gonna reveal my arma boomerness <laughs> but it was back in arma one uh and it was the first time i joined a public server and played uh i think it was domination or whatever domination was called back then i, I honestly can't remember if it was even called that um but it was the first time i joined a server like that and really really played the multiplayer because for the longest time i had just messed around in the editor like like i'm sure many people did um so i joined the multiplayer for the first time and that it was the first time it really hit me of like, wow, this game is something else. Like this, you know, this is not like every other game I've played. So that was, that's the moment that definitely still sticks with me that first time playing it multiplayer with other people. As usual, people, you know the song. We have a guest and we ask him what is his, his uh, represent, re representation. Sorry, I was going to mess that up. Um, in terms of music, what is the soundtrack or the track or the music or the song that best represents himself? And that was Scorch. Does it fit the character? I think so. It's, it, I think so. It, it, I I got vibes of like the the Welcome to Tanoa track from from the the official OST. <laughs> oh, actually. that is true, man. Yeah, that is true. That, to be honest. Nice one. Nice I, I, one. I only got that because I put that track in the mission I made like an hour or two ago before <laughs> we did this. Fresh on your ears. I got you. Well, that oh, was. That was Optray for you people. Thank you. As usual, thank you so much for, for coming. Thank you, Scorch, for, for coming on the show and sharing your experience and your mod with the listeners and with us. Uh, it is always a pleasure to uh, welcome people like you creating amazing content for the Armaverse. Absolutely. It was, it was awesome to talk to you guys. And, you know, it's always, it's always fun to brag about the stuff you get to make. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Cyrus. attitude you want to have. Cyrus, have a amazing summer. I don't know if we'll, we'll put out a a what new is... a, a new you, a new what you, you friggin' northern hemisphere people. It yeah, was two sorry, degrees it's... this morning. There's ice on my car every day. <laughs> yeah, Leave me oh, alone. Yeah. I, I I tend to forget that you're on the other side of the world. Yeah, sorry. I'm 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 gonna do a small shout out to all our Aussie and, and uh, South Hemisphere uh, people that are listening to the show. Thank you all for, for listening uh, and, and have a good winter then. <laughs> Deal with your shit. <laughs> bye bye, everyone. And thanks for listening. That was Radio Arma. And until next transmission, I mean, Radio Silence. <laughs>